welcome to Word Alive Broadcast with Ricky and Sherry Blevins. We believe that as you listen to today's message, God's Word will come alive in your heart to help you obtain victory in every area of your life. Welcome back to the World Live Broadcast. I'm going to continue today on faith that speaks. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. He's saying here that we have to hold fast to our confession. If we believe in our heart, we spoke it out of our mouth, then we do not change that confession. We keep confessing God's word over every circumstance in our life. We say, I will only allow God's word in my life and nothing else. What God's word says in my life is coming to pass, and I will not allow anything else. My confession is, I've asked God. He heard me when I asked him. I received when I prayed, and the promise of God is mine, and I will not change my confession. It is mine now. It is never going to change. I received it then. And the devil will try to come and contest you. Don't think he won't. He'll try to tell you, well, you didn't get that. You don't deserve that. And you've done something wrong, and you'll never receive the promise of God. You know, what you've done is none of his business. It's between you and God. And if you did something wrong, you just say, Father God, I ask you to forgive me. Instantly he forgives you. And you confess God's word and it's right, and you're right back and right standing with God again. And it's none of the devil's business what you do. It's between you and God. The only thing he's got to be concerned about is what's going to happen to him. And see, a lot of times the enemy will trip us up by making us believe that we're never going to receive the thing that God asked us for because we don't deserve it, we've done something wrong, or that the promise of God's not going to come to pass in our life because we don't have enough faith. Change not your confession. Keep your confession all the time and say, I don't care what you say, devil. The word of God has come to pass in my life. I received when I prayed, and it's none of your business. He says, well, you're never going to get it now, so, and tell him this, say, Jesus got it for me. Why do I have to get it? He purchased that for me. I asked him for it. He got it for me. I don't have to get it. He, he's given it to me. I don't have to get it. He got it for me, and it's mine now. Amen? That shuts his mouth, and, then, and this is what you have to do. You have to operate in the realm of faith, not in the realm of reason, because he'll try to get you into the realm of reason. Well, I don't know. Well, maybe... Maybe you did, man, if you start thinking that, well, maybe I didn't get it, or maybe I, but you have to keep faith in your heart and keep your heart hooked up with your tongue and let your tongue confess the promise of God out of your mouth and watch it come to pass. He wants to stop it, but he can't. If you will keep your confession right, amen. Now, see, God is a God of faith. A lot of times people think that God is a God that's sitting up on the throne with a fly swatter and he just wants to beat you over the head and say, well, look at what you've done wrong. If you do anything else wrong, well, you are going to get it now. 
And I've heard this before I got born again. I knew some people, they didn't know God, but they kept saying, well, you know, if you do that, boy, I don't know, God's really going to get you. And, you know, it makes you afraid of it. But you see, God is a God of love and he's a God of faith. See, in the beginning, if you look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, so the evening and the morning were the first day. What God did was he believed in his heart and he spoke it out of his mouth and it came into existence. Amen. He's a God of faith. God operates in faith in everything that he does. And he operates in love in everything that he does. Amen. That's, that's the kind of God that we serve. He's the father of faith because our God is a God of faith. And he wants us to be imitators of him. And operate in faith like he did. He did and does. By speaking those things out of our heart. And calling those things that be not as though they were. And use the God kind of faith. To watch the promise of God come to pass in our life. So that we can walk in all the fullness of God. And walk in his blessings to the fullness. Amen. Now, Romans chapter 4 and verse 17, the latter part of that verse says, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. We have to call those things that do not exist as though they did. And if something in your life is going haywire or things are not looking the way you that you see that they should be lined up with the word of God, start speaking to it and say, I call that changed, and I call this situation changed, and I speak to that situation, and I say, you changed in Jesus' name. And when you use his name, which is the name above every name, it has to bow its knee. Everything that Satan is trying to do, he has to bow his knee to the name of Jesus, and those things change. Amen? And we have to, and it, maybe you need healing, and you go into 1 Peter 2.24 who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. He said he bore our sin in his own body on the tree. Jesus took our sin away from us so that sin would not be a problem anymore. We don't have a sin problem anymore. He took that away from us. We have died to sins, and we live for righteousness. We live in his righteousness, not our own. And by his stripes, we were healed. He said, you were healed. Not you're going to be. And that is a promise of God. You take that promise and say, Father God, I ask you for healing. I believe that that healing is mine because the Lord Jesus Christ shed his precious blood for me up on the cross. That blood, he took, his, he took all the wounds that he took at Pilate's judgment hall from me so that by his stripes I would be healed. By his wounds I was healed. I'm taking that promise of God. It is mine. I thank you, Father God, for my healing. And I confess out of my mouth right now, by his wounds I was healed. I am healed. I received that healing right now. 
And I speak to every situation in my body that's not healing and health. And I say, you have to leave in Jesus' name. And you keep confessing by his stripes and by his wounds, I was healed. I am healed now. Healing is manifesting itself in my body at this very moment. That is your confession and you don't change it. You say, well, it hurts. And this is what you have to do. Do this is what I did the other day. I had some pain in my body and I'm going, you know, Father God, I'm in the pain mode right now. But I'm asking you for healing for that pain. And I speak to that pain and I say, you have to go in the name of Jesus. And I said, Father God, now I'm in the healed mode. I'm in the healed mode. I am no longer sick, but I thank you, Father God. I spoke to it. It had to leave. And you know, it was just a few minutes in my in my body. It, it, it no longer ached. I was healed because I confessed God's word over it. I spoke to the situation and it manifested in my life. Because I used God's word against that pain and it changed that situation. Now let's look at this in the Amplified version. 1 Peter 2, 24 and Amplified. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross, willingly offering himself on it as on an altar of sacrifice so that we might die to sin, become immune from the penalty and power of sin, and live for righteousness. For by his wounds you who believe have been healed. He says you who believe have been healed. Jesus said, if you believe it in your heart and you confess it with your mouth. And he said, if you believe in your heart and speak to that mountain, speak to that sickness, speak to that pain, speak to whatever it is and say, Father God, I believe that the promise of God says that if I believe I've been healed, I am healed. And I believe I'm healed and I am healed. And guess what? You are healed. Because Jesus purchased that for you. It's a promise of God and you bring it to existence into your life by taking faith and confession and watch it change that situation. Amen. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11 again. In him also we have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. It's God's will for you to be healed. One of one of your uh, inheritances, one part of your inheritance, I should say, is healing. One part of your inheritance is prosperity. One part of your inheritance, and the number one thing, is a relationship with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You're able to go spend time with the Almighty God. With Him. With the Almighty God, with the Holy Spirit, with the Lord Jesus Christ, we're able to go to their presence into their presence and them speak to us in our heart that's the most awesome thing in the whole world to know that we have a relationship with him and one thing that you have as your inheritance too is you're a son you became a son and then therefore because you're a son and you're an heir then you're a joint heir with jesus christ then you are a child of god that's awesome isn't it galatians 4 6 through 7 
And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. That means that every promise of God belongs to you. You're an heir of God through Christ, through him. Every promise in God's word belongs to you. Philippians 4, 19 through 20. You can take these scriptures and use them in your life and watch it come to pass. And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. He says, therefore we are heirs of God. And here he says that your God will supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So since you're a joint heir with Christ, then he supplies every need that you'll ever have through Christ Jesus. But you have to use faith to bring those promises to pass in your life. Amen. If you would like to receive a CD or MP3 version of this week's message or other messages, Please give a donation of $8 for a CD or $5 for an MP3. Instructions on how to give and receive are located under the Giving tab of our website, which is located at wacba.org. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can contact us at our website at wacba.org. If you'd like to contact us for prayer, to give, or any other reason, you can do so by going to our website, wacba.org, or by mail at Word Alive Church, P.O. Box 3067, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma 74013.